so glad all of you are here. XLU, and then those of you watching online, LV, what's up? I just want to give a shout out to LV. She's watching. I said, hey, yo! All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Chill. Chill. Is anybody going anywhere for Christmas? Anyone, like, going anywhere for Christmas? She, you're going broke? That's correct. <laughs> that got me. She's like, where are you going for Christmas? She's like, broke. That's what I, anybody going, like, to someone's house? No? Anyone going out of the, anyone going out of the state? Anyone going out of the state? Dang, y'all got a boring Christmas. How many of y'all go to IOP Christmas morning? Any of you guys do that? No, just me? All right, whatever. Does anybody have a weird Christmas tradition? That, like, why do we still do this? Anyone? Someone said, yeah. Christmas traditions are crazy. Hey, I want to, uh, really tonight and next week is going to be a little mini-series. It's called Lights, Cameras, Christmas. Go ahead and show it. Look, look at that. Lights, Camera, Christmas. Uh, as you saw, we picked movie title names, and, uh, and I'm actually very excited. I would like to say that Elf is the worst Christmas movie of all time. I have the mic, and I can say what I want. Elf is the worst Christmas movie on, of all time. The best Christmas movie of all time is Die Hard. I'm just playing. Um, it is the, the Grinch. It's the Grinch. I don't care what anyone says. It is the Christmas movie. And then in second would be A Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, Home Alone. Just the the only Grinch. If the animated Grinch doesn't exist in my mind, okay. But on the count of three, shout out your favorite Christmas movie. One, two, three. Okay, all right. Home Alone. That's great. That's great. Um, uh, can y'all explain to me something? I, so I love Christmas movies, and in Christmas movies, there's always a main character. But I've been seeing. Again, I'm old. I don't care. But people are saying, like, dudes think they're, like, the main character. You know what I'm saying? I've been seeing that a lot on, on, on Instagram. Like, dude thinks he's the main character or whatever. I don't know what being the main character means, but it makes me not want to be one. I'm like, I don't know why that's bad energy. It just is. Right? Um, but I guess it's just somebody that, like, you know, like, you're not, you're not it. You're not, you're not that guy. You're not that guy. You're not him or whatever it is. Um, I want to talk about uh, a Christmas movie called The Nativity. And The Nativity is that nativity scene that we see every Christmas. You know, I feel like a lot of people give credit to Mary, you know, main character. I feel like people give a lot of credit to the shepherds, to the wise men. But you know who doesn't get enough credit? No, definitely Jesus. That's crazy. If Jesus doesn't get credit on Christmas, then that's not good. Um, um, I feel like I want to talk about someone specific tonight who doesn't get enough credit for what happened on our first Christmas. And that is Mary's baby daddy. That's Joseph. That's Joseph. How many of you are familiar with the story of Jesus' birth, right? Everybody kind of knows that like, yo, Mary, miraculous, they went to go find an inn, couldn't find a bed, sleep with the animals, there you go, baby Jesus is born in a manger, some kings, right, and some shepherds came. We all know that one, right? But you know who doesn't get the flowers he deserves is Joseph. So Joseph, 
today is going to get the credit. He's going to be our main character for today. Say, what's up, Joseph? If you got your Bible, I want you to wave it up in the air like you just do care. Wave it up in the air like you just do care. We are going to be in Matthew. Everybody say Matthew. Chapter 1, verse 18 and 19. Go ahead, get there, get there, get there, get there, get there. Matthew 1, chapter 1, verse 18 through 19. If you got it on the phone, that's fine. I got my Bible here. I got mine. And if you don't have a Bible, it's going to be on the screen. On the Sky Bible is what I like to call it. But you know how we do it. Go ahead and stand to your feet for the reading of God's Word. There's nothing ceremonial about this. This is just respect. When you stand for something, it just means that something important is happening, and we want you to focus. And so if you got Matthew 1, 18 through 19, say, uh-huh. If you're ready to read it, say, oh, yeah. Here we go. You'll see it on the screen as well. It says this. This is how... Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Say, oh, yeah, that's, that's an appropriate response. Verse 19, Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. Let's pray, Lord, this is your word, not mine, and I pray that you would help us dive into your word and see what you want to say through this incredible story, but specifically through someone that might not get enough credit for uh, this moment. And so help us, God, be not just hearers of your word, but doers. In Jesus' name, everyone says... You can sit down. You can sit down. Okay, leave that verse back up, if you will. Leave that verse back up. It says that Joseph, right, was a righteous man. He was just a good guy. He was just a really good guy. But something crazy happened to him, right? Something, uh, really, most people don't know that, that in this Jewish culture, in his day and age, and the religious law that Joseph followed, he would have been permitted to divorce Mary. So let's back up for a second. What happened? One day, you're engaged to somebody. The next day, she pregnant. That's wild. I don't care what anybody says. Like, in today's day and age, like, people just don't get pregnant, okay? If you need answers to how that happens, find your XL Plus leader, all right? <laughs> That's crazy. Ask your mom, all right? But people just don't just be getting pregnant, all right? Maury, he'll be able to tell you, like, Joseph, like, you are not the father, right? Y'all, y'all are too young for that. But Joseph just is, is engaged to this, this girl named Mary, and they're kind of getting ready for things to start in their life, this new chapter. And all of a sudden, Mary comes up to, her, to him and says, hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. Um, I love you. And he's like, oh, no. I just know that whenever my wife comes up to me and says a pet name, it's because she either did something or wants something. You know, and so Ariel would be like, I'm not going to say the pet name because don't worry about it. But she'd be like, babe. And I'm like, what'd you do? Nothing. What do you want? It's like when she's been in bed and I've been downstairs and I go up to go to sleep and right, I'm doing stuff. And right when I get in bed, she asks for for water. And I'm like, that's crazy. 
Why are you doing this? I just got in bed. Why do you need what? I was downstairs for two hours. Why didn't you just tell me then? I don't know why girls do that, but y'all crazy and y'all be doing that. But it's the same thing. Hey, Joe. She's like, oh my God, Mary, what happened? Um, so, like, don't freak out. But like, I'm pregnant. Like, how did she? How did she break the news? Uh, how would you break the news, right? Like, how would you break the news and be like, "So I'm pregnant," and he's like, "You're what?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm pregnant, and it's God's." <laughs> you're, listen, y'all might be asleep, and y'all might not be getting this, but listen to how crazy that sounds. Hey. Uh, we haven't, you know, we haven't known each other, you know what I'm saying? Like, we haven't slept together, but I'm pregnant, and I didn't, I'm still a virgin, and it's God's. Like, I'm going to be like, you're insane. That, you're just crazy, and red flags all over the place. Most of us dudes would probably, like, just run from that. But Joseph is now kind of perplexed. He's kind of stressed out now because the law says, hey, you should divorce her. But he's like, but we ain't even married yet. Like, he's basically saying, I need to break up with this girl. He thinks, like, that Mary's what? Cheated on him. Cheated on him. If you've ever been cheated on, it's not fun. It's heartbreaking. And so put yourself in Joseph's shoes right now. Like, he's like, this girl, can you imagine him calling his, like, homies up? Hey, bro, you won't believe what just happened. Uh, Mary's pregnant with God's baby. <laughs> and so, yeah, I need to borrow a van, right? Like, I need to borrow some money. Like, no. Can you, like, put yourself in his shoes? This is, this is crazy. And his homies are probably like, bro, leave her. So he's in a pretty tough spot. And so the law says, leave her, break off the engagement. Here's where, like, the law takes a dark turn. And this is what a lot of us don't know about this story. A lot of us think, oh, he was a good guy. Angel came up to him. But listen, we don't know the timeline. We don't know how soon or later the angel came up to Joseph and kind of cleared things up. All we know is that Mary broke the news. And this guy went home trying to figure out his life. Really, what he's looking for is peace in this chaos of this pregnancy. How many of you just want peace in the middle of chaos? I do. If you've ever had a chaotic life, right, things are happening at home, things are happening at work, things are happening at school, you just like, I don't want anything but just peace right now. I can imagine Joseph just being like, I just need peace. Like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know who to trust right now. I thought she loved me. Now she's pregnant. And the dark turn that the law that Joseph follows is essentially that if this got public, so if everybody found out on Twitter or if everybody found out on whatever social media platform, like he posted, dang, I'm a baby daddy now. Like, like the law says that Mary would be subject to, to death. Death by stoning. Do you know what stoning is? This is crazy, right? It's where they take a lot of rocks. Like if you're Mary, I'm going to be like, hey, Mary, stay right there. You see that boulder? Just like, like that. That's a nice boulder. No, like, like we're making light of this. But in, re in, in reality, like Joseph is like, 
either I go through with this or, or we break off the engagement and potentially Mary could die. Like, Mary and who else? Because she's pregnant. So you can imagine the kind of stress that he's under. I would not want to be in his shoes. Like, your fiance who's now pregnant could be stoned to death. That's just not good. We're all looking for some type of peace in the middle of chaos. And so he decides, you know what? I'm just going to do this quietly. But obviously we know that the story doesn't end there. I'm so thankful it doesn't. So look at Matthew chapter 1, verse 20, the next verse over. It says this. As he considered this, pause. So, like, he's, this isn't like, I just made a decision in one moment. So we read in Scripture before when we see this, it means he is thought, he is thinking about this. This is a moment where he sat on his couch and was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know who to talk to. I don't know what I should say to her. I don't know who she is anymore. So he's considering the law. He's considering what some people would say would be the right thing to do. And that is to put Mary to death. This is crazy. A lot of us don't know this side of the Christmas story. But this was the reality that he faced. So as he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Crazy. It says this, Joseph, son of David, The angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. Okay. Pause. If if you're not with me right now, I need you to be. I need you to put yourself in his shoes. His, his, his fiance just said he's, she's pregnant by the Holy Spirit. And now, all of a sudden, an angel appears in a dream. If I'm Joseph, I'm checking into a hospital. I'm going to a psych ward. I, if I'm Joseph, I would legitimately think that I have lost my mind. Right? You're like, what did I eat? I drank the Mexico water. Oh, no. Like, like, dang, I had a salad. Like, no, right? Like, he's freaking out. You mean to tell me that somebody who has never seen a celestial being is now all of a sudden in a dream face-to-face? I'm thankful it was a dream because if it was reality, who, like, if some of y'all get scared in real life. How many of you swing when you get scared? At least that's crazy. That's actually crazy. So why does this angel, God's messenger to Joseph, start off with don't be afraid? It's because he was afraid. Plain and simple. He was probably like scared out of his mind. And in an instant, he went from thinking that his fiance had cheated on him to standing before an angel. Talk about just a whirlwind of emotions. Standing before an angel now finding out that the Holy Spirit is why Mary is pregnant. And of course, he was afraid. Let's look at this next slide, Matthew 1, 22 to 25. This next verse. It says, all of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. If we remember, prophets are people that the Lord uses as a spokesperson. Saying, this is what is happening. This is what is going to happen. All right? Not a fortune teller but kind of a foreseer. God says, use them as a mouthpiece to say, hey, I'm God. 
I'm going to do something, all right? And so before Jesus was born, if you remember from the Mass series, we saw that there are hundreds of prophecies in the Old Testament prophesying that there was going to be the Messiah. And this is this moment right here. All of those prophecies being fulfilled through the life of Jesus. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up from this crazy dream, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. Pause. So that's really nice, right? Isn't that nice, Joseph? Like, thanks for, like, not, like, getting your fiancé killed. But can you imagine what the town is going to say? Can you imagine what people at work are going to say? Now his reputation is on the line. Because obviously they're not married yet. And as they have the wedding, who knows, Mary might be showing. So they must have this assumption that Mary and Joseph knew each other before they got married. In reality, I'm just going to say, they slept with each other before. That's not a good look. It's not a good look. So you can imagine the pressure and some of the chaos that's happening now in both of their lives. But he's like, you know what God said to take her as a wife? I still love her. I still want to be with her. So we're doing this. When Joseph woke up, he did, did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife, but he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born. And Joseph named him Jesus. Now we have Jesus. What I love about Joseph is that when he when confronted with what appeared to be an unwinnable situation, what did he do? He obeyed God. And so I just want to highlight Joseph for a second because he this was unwinnable. But the one thing that you and I can do in some of the chaotic moments in our life where we seem like whatever I do, I won't win, it's this, obey the voice of the Lord. Was he still afraid? Absolutely, of course. But it was just a different kind of fear now. Right? He was about to be a dad of the Savior of the world. That's crazy. I already have trouble raising Dottie. I can imagine now I have to protect the Savior of the world. Right? Can you imagine telling Jesus, don't put that in your mouth. That's weird. Right? Like that's just babies just be putting stuff in their mouth. Now he's under this kind of pressure. And it's not, it's not exactly what he thought his life was going to turn out. But wait. The story obviously doesn't end there. Let's jump over to Luke. Go to Luke. Go to Luke. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Go to the book of Luke. You're going to see it on the screen. You're going to see it on the screen. So a twist takes place. I love movie twists. How many of you love a good twist in a movie? Like whodunit movies? Like mystery movies? You're like, I thought it was him. But dang, it was him. Actually, twist. It was him. Like it was just crazy. So let's look at Luke. It says this. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David... He had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. They just named dropping places. He took with him Mary to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. So here's what I wanted to show. Uh, some of my moms in this room know that when you get to a certain stage of pregnancy, like you don't want to move, right? Bruh. He took his pregnant wife on a 70-mile donkey ride. Some of y'all can't even walk the mile at your, you know, P.E. class, right? Can you imagine all my ladies? Come on, let's be real. You're X amount of months pregnant, and your husband comes up to you and says, Hey, 
we got to go. They're doing a census. Like, we got to, like, go and, like, check it and make sure they know that we're citizens. Um, I got you a donkey. Like, no cart, no no pillow, like, no nothing, nothing fluffy. Mary, yo, shout out to Mary, though, rode a donkey for 70 miles. Shout out to her. Uh, that's crazy. So, you, again, here's Joseph having to take his pregnant wife on a 70-mile donkey ride journey, right? Bandits, like predators, thieves, like this is a lot of chaos. He's like, once again, I'm just in need of some kind of peace. And also, can we talk about this? This is random. Um, how many of you know that Joseph was a descendant of King David? That's crazy. Look it up. It's an amazing. We don't have time to dive into that. Luke 2, 6 through 7 says this next slide. And while they were there, the time came for her to her baby to be born, Jesus. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for him. We know the story, right? Jesus is born. Joseph handled this super well. Would you say so? Like, baby's alive. She's alive. The worst thing that happened was just that they couldn't find a room, all right? It wasn't an Airbnb in sight. They're like, we got, we got a manger with animals, all right? Some of y'all love animals and probably would see, like, that as a great opportunity to just sleep in a petting zoo. Not me, all right? Not me. But I think Joseph handled this pretty well, so I want to give, you know, him flowers for doing this. And I think there's a few things that we can learn quickly Three things that we can learn quickly from Joseph on really how to manage and guard our peace in the middle of chaos. In the, our peace in the middle of the chaos. Uh, number one, so what does all the scripture mean? Is Joseph didn't let the tension ruin his relationship. To say Joseph knew tension is a total like understatement. Because he is under a lot of stress. Some of you have overreacted to things way worse then your fiance is pregnant with the Holy Spirit's baby, right? Like, a lot of you will overreact over, like, someone not giving your pen back when you let them borrow it in class, right? Is that anybody? I know that's someone. But a lot of us might allow, because some of us have really tension in our relationships, you're like, the chaos in my life doesn't come from anything other than I'm in a relationship or the relationship I have with my siblings or the relationship that I have with my parents or the relationships that I have with my classmates. There's tension there. Maybe you're sitting here today and you got into a fight with your best friend or a sibling. And I love seeing this moment because Joseph, instead of allowing the tension to ruin his relationship, ultimately what he does is he goes to the Lord. If anything, the Lord goes to him. He doesn't allow this tension to ruin the relationship with Mary. We don't know how long really the time gap was from when Joseph found out to, you know, that Mary was pregnant to when the angel appeared. But there was enough time that he had thought through how to break off his engagement. So, yes, Joseph knew all about relationship tension. And yes, it took an angel intervening, you know, and for him to learn the truth about what's happening. But we see that even in the midst of relationship tension, Joseph chose the best option. He didn't let the tension ruin his relationship. He chose to marry her. And so there's a lot of things in your life that you might be facing that causes tension. And, and, and I would say that tension is just a part of life. Like if I could just live life without this tension, it'd be fine. But really what what we see 
Joseph do is, is not allow this to happen. Meaning you have a choice in this. Number two is this. Joseph didn't let fear decide his actions. Right? We know this. Fight or flight. And I'll add a third one. Or freeze. Right? And so we have seen some of these moments where when we're afraid, we do, we do certain things. We just learned that Adelise becomes violent when she's afraid. Okay? Do not jump scare her because she will just dump you. Right? How many of you, like, when you get scared, you, like, just, you want out. You're just running. You're just going to run away. Like, I'm done. Some of y'all, not raise your hand, but it's fine. You see a spider or a snake, and you will jump out of your skin. I get that. Yeah? It's like all the junior hires. <laughs> or some of you, when you get scared, you just freeze. Right? Like, when you're in trouble, ooh, like, my mom used to hate this. Like, when you're in trouble, and you're afraid of what your mom's going to do to you, and, like, she just wants you to say something, but you're so afraid that you just. Dude, why do you, why do you have these grades on your report card? Just... Say something. Oh, oh, no. Right? And that's when your mom slaps you. But he's got this fear. And he's not wrong. This is a fearful moment. But Joseph didn't let fear decide his actions. Yo, he had so many reasons to be afraid. I'm going to go through this. He was afraid that Mary cheated on him. He was afraid of what his family might say. He was afraid that Mary could die and be stoned or die on a 70-mile donkey ride, right? Also, dude was afraid of a literal angelic being, right? I'm glad the Lord doesn't do that to people anymore. I, listen, people are like, God, I want you to show up like you did in the Old Testament. No, 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 no. If an angelic being showed up at my house, I own a shotgun, all right? I, listen, I'm going to have to say sorry. Like, I don't know if they could die or not, but listen, I, I'm so glad the Lord doesn't do that because I would be afraid. As much as I like, I like to be like, I'm a soldier. I'm not afraid of anything. No, if a celestial being showed up, if E.T. showed up in my house, he's catching lead, all right? I don't care what anybody says. So he's afraid of a literal angel who appeared to him in a dream. And most likely, he's afraid that he has to raise Think about this. He has to raise the son of God. When I was, when, I, when Ariel told me that we were pregnant, I was so excited. I was like doing a little dance. So I went, right? I'm like, yeah. And then I collapsed to the ground. I have it on video. I literally like fell on the ground. Because then I was like, oh my, like, oh my God, I'm going to be a dad. And then it was, oh my God, I'm going to be a dad. I got to make sure something lives. <laughs> I got to feed this thing. Like, this thing, could, like, this baby needs me. I forget to eat myself. So imagine now Joseph is like, I'm afraid because now, now I have the task of raising the Messiah. This is a real fear. Joseph had a lot of reasons to be afraid. Sometimes when I'm afraid... I'll be honest with you, I tend to panic. I tend to try to make things happen to like relieve myself of this fear. But what do we see in Joseph? Instead of reacting to his fear and panicking, Joseph used each of those potential fear-based opportunities to do what was right. And his example is a good one to take to heart. So don't let fear dictate what you'll do. Choose to do the right thing despite the fears that you face. And number three, an observation from Joseph is, Joseph didn't let chaos ruin the moment. 
If I could get Aura, just Aura on the keys for a second, and then we're going to break out into our groups. Joseph didn't let chaos ruin the moment. Chaos can cause us to lose focus on what's important. So in, in my army career, there's moments and uh, what we call like field training exercises where we go out into the field for X amount of weeks and they do certain things to us that we have to react under pressure. We have to react in chaotic moments. On the day where I got patched in as a soldier, they woke us up super early in the morning. You're like, did they nudge you awake? Hey, time to get up. It's me, your drill sergeant, right? Did they just, you know, just wake everybody up? Did they feed us breakfast? No. I woke up at 5 in the morning to gunshots and explosions and gas and smoke everywhere. That's how I woke up. We all woke up. We jumped out of our sleeping bag. We grabbed our weapons. We're like, ah! Like, we're just all screaming. We have no idea what's happening. And they gave us a mission. They say, go to the supply area. There's going to be a little spot where there's a bunch of supplies. The mission is this. You need to get all those things from here over there. In the midst of all that chaos. And so many people that were afraid were allowing that fear to dictate their actions. Either they fought, Right? Either they ran or they froze. And so in this moment, I had to make a decision. I had to make sure I keep the main thing the main thing. And I didn't allow this fear or this panic to set in. I didn't let chaos ruin the moment. And so Joseph, in this chaotic season of his life, had every reason to let this thing fall apart. But what we see here ultimately that he chooses peace. I like that we can say he chooses peace. So chaos distracts us and helps us, not helps us, but makes us lose focus on what's important. That's just what chaos does. And when that happens, it steals our peace. And friends, more than anything this Christmas... Despite whatever chaos you are facing now or will face in the days ahead, I want you to experience the peace that only Jesus can bring. Joseph was looking for peace. And he didn't know that that peace came in the form of a baby. One of the names that we call Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And I can just think of this. And those chaotic moments where baby Jesus is crying for the fourth time in the morning and having to feed him. The chaotic nature of parenting, of raising a kid, of still remembering what happened and just the whirlwind of emotions. When the chaos started to, to kind of stir in his heart, I don't think he went to Mary. I don't think he went to anyone else. I think he went to the source of peace. I think one look at his new son, Jesus, and he knew, he knew that everything was going to be okay. He's like, I don't, I'm, I don't have all the answers. It's fine. I can just see God comforting him through his presence and saying, listen, it's, I'm just not going to leave you to just raise my son. I'm going to be with you. 
I think in chaotic moments of your life, the best thing that you can do isn't fight, isn't flight. It's not freeze. The best thing that you can do is look to Jesus. Look to Jesus. Do what Joseph did, and that's choose the right thing. And the right thing is to look at Jesus. And so how can we live this out quickly? It's number one, know where your peace comes from. That's Jesus. Number two, resolve to not add to the chaos. Don't make it worse. So know that your peace comes from Jesus and don't add to the chaos. A lot of us like to do that. A lot of us, like when things go wrong, we self-sabotage ourselves by just sinning more, thinking that that's going to help. So make a decision. That's what the word resolve means. Like make a decision to not add to the chaos. And number three, tell someone about the peace you have. Maybe you're actually in a really good place and you're experiencing the peace of God and things are going good. You know what would encourage someone? Hey, like, man, I'm just in, I just really feel like God's peace in my life right now. And that person might really need to hear that. That person might be going through a chaotic moment in their life. It might not be a virgin birth and a 70-mile donkey ride, but they might have their parents divorcing. They might have a situation at home that they can't really share, and they're just looking for peace. And I'm here to tell you that I've had opportunities in my life, especially as a soldier in a chaotic workplace where people are like, Marty, which is my last name. That's how they call it. That's what they call me. I say, Marty, what is it about you that you're just, just you? How are you just at peace? What, what do you have that I don't? And I can look them in the face and tell them a story of when Jesus came into my life and the storm and the chaos that was happening in my mind. I was plagued with anger. I was I was plagued with with bitterness and prejudice. I was plagued with racism and hate. Jesus came and silenced the storm. And now, whenever the waves start crashing, whenever the chaos starts stirring, I can always go to the person that gave me peace in the midst of all that. And that's Jesus. And so if you're here tonight and you're saying, Pastor Izzy, I... There's chaos in my life. There's chaos in my life. And I just need relief. I just need, I just need this to stop. I need this to, sometimes as we see in scripture, the Lord doesn't remove that storm. He just gives you peace in the midst of it. He didn't just take G- baby Jesus back. He's like, oh, my bad. You didn't want that? Babies are us. Just return it. Here's a receipt. That's not what he did. The baby was coming, whether Joseph wanted it or not. Peace in the midst of it. Security in the midst of it. That's what God wants to give you right now. So with every head bow and eyes closed, we're going to do this very quick. And we're just going to pray. We're going to pray. All my leaders, if you can have your eyes open, all my leaders. We're going to do this. If you're here and there's chaos in your life, let's call it what it is. It's just chaos. It could be big. It could be little. It's just a mess. It's chaos. And you just want peace. You just want peace. You're like, I just, I'm trying to find peace. It's not, it's not in the porn. I'm not finding it in the alcohol. I'm not finding it in the addiction. I'm not finding it in the anger. I'm not finding it in the jealousy. I'm not finding it anywhere. I can play video games all day. And when the game shuts off, the pain is still there. Like, I just need 
peace. I want to sleep tonight. I just want to sleep tonight for the first time. Yeah, that's someone. If you're here and that's you, I just want you to slip up your hand and put it right back down. Just do it now. If you want me to pray for you for peace, is there anyone? Yeah. 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 I see those hands. I see those hands. Anyone else? Listen. Listen. It's nothing to be embarrassed about. It's nothing to be embarrassed about. I saw that. Yeah. Hands are going up. So don't miss out. Yeah, on this. I love that. Don't miss out on this opportunity to get prayed over. To get prayed over. Okay, our leaders, we see them. Here's what we're going to do. Because I love you and I want this to happen. I want this to happen. Can you all just stand for me? Can you all just stand for me? Just stand to your feet. If you had your hand raised, I'm going to ask you to do something brave. I'm going to ask you to do something brave. Because we're a family. We're going to do this together as quickly as we can. If you had your hand raised, I want you to just raise it one more time so we can pray for you. Let Leaders, let's start finding these people. And don't even just wait for leaders. If you're standing next to somebody with their hand up, yeah, just start, just, just put a hand on them. We're going to pray for them. We're going to pray for them. Listen, we want to pray for you. If there's chaos in your life, if there's a struggle in your life, maybe there's someone in your life like you're fine, but maybe there's chaos in someone else's life that you're close to and you kind of just feel for them. Like, let's pray for them. Just start praying right now. Just start praying, yeah. If you want to ask them what, what they need prayer for, do that. Yeah, ask them. Come on, they need peace. They need help. Jesus can do it. Jesus can do it. Hallelujah. Receive his peace right now. Receive his peace right now. Receive his peace. Peace that surpasses all understanding. Lord, we know that you're not going to remove us from some of these situations, but we know that you could give us peace in these situations. We know that you'll show up and you'll be there. Lord, there's people that have abandoned us. There's people that have left us in our mess. There's people that have left us in our chaos, but not you. You'll never leave us. You'll never abandon us. You will never be embarrassed by us. You are present in our time of need. You are near to us. You stick closer than a brother. You are near to us. And in these moments of chaos in our lives that these students and leaders are dealing with, Lord, we're not asking you for anything other than be with us. Be the peace that we need. If it needs to happen, Lord, let it happen. But be the peace that we need, God. We trust you. We trust you in the midst of chaos. We trust you in the midst of struggle. We trust you in the midst of pain. We won't let the tension ruin the relationship with you, God. We won't let this tension ruin our relationship with you, Lord. No, we're going to choose to trust you. We're going to choose you in this, Lord. We're not going to let fear decide our actions. We're not going to let fear decide our fate. No, our lives, Lord, are held by you. They're held by you. We're not going to let chaos ruin this moment, this moment where you give us your peace. 
We see in your word, Joseph, choose you. Choose to obey you. Choose to follow you. Choose peace.